Stride Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? A lot. <laughs> a lot. <sighs> a lot. Where 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 do we start? Where do you want to start? Do we really want to recap or do we just want to talk trades? Let's just talk trade. I agree. Because, listen, we can talk about the Mets series a little bit. Just a little just, just cuz it's a Subway series and if I'm going to be honest, especially the Herman Scherzer game didn't feel like we really gave a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Not we had our Scherzer, best Scherzer out there. We had Higgy behind the plate. I think we had Carpenter and Wright. Carpenter and Wright. Gal- Rizzo Gal- on the bench. Yeah. It was just. But, I mean, you got to put your best team out there to have a possibility to beat Scherzer, right? Beating Scherzer any day of the week is tough. It's hard to do it when you put not your best squad out there. However,. The the Mets irony of me getting a notification that in the seventh inning they, you know, did a pitching change. And two minutes later, Glaber ties the game on a two-run home run is just, just peak Met. Yeah, very <laughs> just peak Met. Um, yeah, and, you know, as you said, it just wasn't, it wasn't the matchup that you'd want from a Subway series. No, not at not all. Not at all. It, in both games, it, it felt like the Mets had the leg up because we gave them the leg up. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, and like, that's not something that you can, I feel like we can really complain about. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, you know, if it wasn't, it's not like we're comp- complaining about injuries. It just happened that the Subway Series fall like fell on fell on, on the wor- like the weak part of our rotation. Yeah, yeah, it just that that just happens, and especially with how Game Two went. I mean, look, Armand got absolutely lit up when he faced Houston, destroyed, demolished. Like it was it was horrendous. He kind of held his ground. He did against uh, the Mets this time. He did. He did. Um, gave up an early home run to Pete Alonso, but again, a a game that ends three to two, and Herman gave up the two runs. You know, through I think he went through six. Or sorry, yeah. through four four and two thirds, five hits, two earned, seven Ks. For a second day back, that's not terrible. That's that's a good showing for him. Yeah. Um, and they just a- I just felt like they really did not. And listen, I'm all for not setting Domingo Herman up for success, but as an unbiased Yankee fan, just wanting success for my team, they really did not set him up statistically for his success. Like if I, and that's, and if that's, I'm just given his numbers and not told who he is and told that he's coming off of the IL, I'd maybe keep him, give him one more rehab start just so that he doesn't. He went Astros Mets. That's a that's a tough one two punch to return on. Yeah, and especially going and having your second punch being against one of the best pitchers in the league I mean, with I, a weak in, lineup yourself. In like all of up. base, never mind just the league. Like he is historically one of he's going to go down as one of the greatest pitchers yeah. of all time. You like you're you're already set up to you have to keep runs low early in the game because you just need your offense right once you're you're deep enough into a game that Scherzer is out of the game. Domingo needed to keep the game within reach until Scherzer came in, which he did very effectively. So you, I, I do have to, like, props to him for doing that because the key to beating the Mets is to get to their bullpen. Yeah. And they have – the only people that they have in their, line, in their bullpen is Diaz and Lugo. Yeah. Only people. And other than – I mean, Diaz is, is is very, very good. But you have to have faith in the Yankee offense as it's been the entire year that he left – I mean, he left the game earlier than the seventh inning, but leaving the game with only two – like, down 2 nothing, I had a lot of faith. Even when Scherzer got pulled in the seventh, I was like, you're giving us a lot of time to score two runs. Yeah. So, of course, I would have liked to win or at least split, but – it's okay. We got two more coming in August. We we did skip over some bad news, Scotty. Well, yeah. okay, we, we we jumped right into a spot that we really didn't want to. So I know, I know. <laughs> I I was like, we don't really want to talk about that, but then we talked about it. Um, do you, I think you should say it because you're so you love him so much. I'm I'm I 
feel like we're thinking of different things here. I'm talking about an actual sad event. And I'm talking about a somewhat sad event, but not about a player that you're so... Oh! <laughs> I, you know, okay, well, let's go with the simple one first. Um, Giancarlo Stanton on the 10-day. Yeah, 10-day. That's what I was thinking Achilles first. tendonitis, that's... It's it's a it's a safety thing. It, it, yeah, it's ankle stiffness. You don't want to fuck around with an ankle. Yeah, it is a put him on the ten day so we don't have to worry about him on the sixty day. Exactly. Completely. Don't blame him. I I, I like where that that's what we need to do with this team. Give people break days because we can't afford people getting hurt. I agree. The actual one of what you want to talk about was a late night game against the Orioles, where. After throwing a few pitches well, in the inning, Mr. He, can't, he had to come in because, because Chapman gave up a three-run home run to Anthony Santander to put the Yankees in a, from a comfortable 7-3 lead against the Orioles to a 7-6 lead. Yeah. And Michael because King, Chapman does not deserve to be a major league player at the moment. <laughs> Michael King coming in uh, and doing his job, doing a great job, as he does. As he does. And threw a pitch, a wild pitch down the dirt. And glove side, he then goes goes to his arm, steps off the mound, and he is clearly in pain, starts walking towards the dugout. Turns out Michael King breaks. Fractures. Fractures something in his elbow. Which I don't even know how you do that for his forearm elbow, one of those two. His elbow. He fractured his right elbow. I don't know how you, yeah, how you fracture a bone pitching. Yeah. But it could just be a, it, it might be more of a motion so, thing, a little more on the side. Hope tweeted last night, um, Michael King had surgery on his elbow on the morning of the 27th. <laughs> Aaron Boone said that UCL surgery is still a possibility and they will revisit Tommy John in 8 to 10 weeks. So this went from a... Fractured a, elbow. It is went from a, a, a bad thing with some good side to a bad thing with a lot of bad sides. I mean, I think... And my timeline might be... I mean, we already knew we weren't going to see Michael King the rest of the year, yeah, which is... Yeah, it was called season, and but the only good thing that we could have seen from him was it's only a broken elbow. He'll be back by next year easily. Now we're talking UCL. We're talking Tommy John. That's extremely concerning, especially We wouldn't for, see him probably until this time next year. Exactly, and especially for a, a pitcher that just was having an absolutely elite year. I... I'm going to put this out. I don't think he's going to need Tommy John. But because they... I I just like banged my microphone with my hat. I'm sorry. Um, I They came out with fractured elbow very quickly. And also, not that I try to watch when you see guys blow out their UCL, but there's normally a much different reaction after the pitch is thrown. Like this one, he just, he just kind of looked uncomfortable not like in like the ucl pain looks like there's a lot of pain and like they know that something snapped they looked like kind of confused on the mound i don't know that also could just be being that's me just being hopeful um but big blow to the bullpen yeah i think the thing about king and, like, with the whole idea of it could be, you know, he could have to result. It, it's more of not him blowing out the UCL, but I think it's it's the post-mortem of breaking the elbow could lead to just the need for Tommy John because he did, you know, fracture yeah. the bone. So it's not – I think it's not the pitching that would have done it. Mm -hmm. I think it might be the surgery, the repairing, stuff like that. The one good, good thing the, is that King is young. And you think about kind of the same way that we reacted when Luis Heal, you know, when that broke earlier this year, is get it out of the way. Yeah. But, I mean, King was on the 60-day IL last year for smushing his finger between weights. Like, the guy is just in a string of bad luck. And it especially sucks because even last year and this year, like, he was doing some pretty great stuff. I'm not – like, we pulled up Clark Schmidt – it to replace him, which I think is a equally as beneficial reliever as in movement wise. I don't think he has as much Mike like Michael King can come in and go for four innings if we needed him to, like if a starting pitcher gets in trouble early. I don't think Schmidt has that same longevity. But I mean, we've been waiting for Clark Schmidt to kind of like have his moment 
for a little bit. So maybe this is it. And he did he did get his his first close, his yes. first save. He went two innings against the Orioles as well. Um, that was his official first save. And the thing about Schmidt is we want to use him in the rotation, the bullpen. Rather, sorry, I should say we, we want to use him in the bullpen instead of the rotation, even though he is technically a starter. Mm-hmm. And that puts us in a situation, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, that I prefer to have him over J.P. Sears in situations because, of a trade rumor. Because you want to deal J.P. Or trade situation. That's what I mean by that. Is we need Clark Schmidt is a good replacement in our bullpen. Although Schmidt, Schmidt can hold both roles. Exactly. And although, you know, would love Michael King. Yeah. Of course would love Michael King. And I'm not saying, I don't think Clark Schmidt is the flawless replacement. But he's going to be he, able to do he's, it. Yeah. He is, we're not getting hurt too bad by putting Clark Schmidt. We're not completely losing a spot with Clark Schmidt being in the bullpen now. I agree. The I think this also, in, in relation to, like, our bullpen on paper should be fine, but it's the glaring issue of you need to find someone so that you can only use Chapman sparingly. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, it's great. We have Loisega back. That makes it easier. And Loisega you know, Peralta, other than the last, like, you got walked off by the Mets, which sucks. But, like, Peralta's been pulling his weight. But, like, it, it, I think I personally get frustrated that anytime that I see Chapman going into a game or, like, if I know that we need to start thinking about it, I'm like, is this even a situation you can put Chapman in? Because with, you know, the game that ended up fracturing Michael King's elbow, he shouldn't have even been in that game. Because Chapman should have been able to finish. And it's, it's the same situation what happened earlier this year with Ron Marinaccio. Yeah. Same Ron reason. Marinaccio was put on the I.L. with dead arm. There was no injury. He was just being overused because we couldn't trust Chapman, so we had to put the guy that literally has no major league experience in. Yeah, and then oh, along with that, I want to kind of refer back. Now, this is the Mets series. Not the Mets series, I don't think. I think it was actually – oh my, no, it was the Mets series. I'm sorry. Um, Ron Marinaccio made his start back. Oh. Made his appearance back, first inning, first batter goes and produces a great hustle play, hustle fly ball, play. fly ball to left field, overthrown in, and then makes a great play to go. And I think it was Lindor, Lindor out. Mm-hmm. It was a great play. Ocean by City, New Jersey native. And Marinaccio, I mean Marinaccio, it was having a great year, and I'm, I'm happy to see that he was able to continue it even after going through, you know, a little IL stint. And he was saying that that he felt. He wanted to take his time, and when his arm felt the best, which it did in his last appearance, yeah, he was ready to go, and he did not miss a step. Not at all. Big Marinaccio fan. Now, why are we beating around the bush here, Scotty? I don't know. I don't know either. Because guess what? Benny Biceps, Andrew Benintendi, is a Yankee. Ben Intendi going to put on those pinstripes. He's going to lead off for the Yankees today on the 28th of July. And guess what? Boston fans are fucking pissed. Oh, they are not having a good time. I got destroyed in my group chat for simply existing as a Yankee fan. As if I made the call myself. I said, Brian Cashman, you're no longer the manager. I am. And give me Benny. Now. We give up three prospects for Benny. There's there's whispers, which there always are whispers, but there are whispers of him possibly changing his mind for his vaccination status because that was both of our hesitations when we discussed this last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, I think so. Our big hesitation with Ben Intendi was we cannot afford for you to not come to Toronto with us and us to have to play... Joey Gallo, God, hopefully we DFA Joey Gallo and just call up Timmy Lowe. But there are, when it first broke last night, I I guessed that he would get vaccinated. At the current moment, there, how do they phrase it? Um, I don't know if you really. Speculation. I don't know the exact word. There are. He was. He, he was. He was willing. He was. He was willing. Yes. He's getting like a second opinion. Um. I think, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn it over to you really quick in a second. I think that there are two types of players. 
There are players that understand that if the Yankees ask you to do something, you do it. And there are players that don't believe that. Um, Bryce Harper is one that doesn't believe that. He said, I'm not going to be a Yankee because I don't want to have to shave. Right? But IKF said, you know, they're the fucking Yankees. If they want me to shave, I'm going to shave. Matt Carpenter, if I'll just carry the bats if I can say that I'm a Yankee. And I think that Ben Benintendi might feel the same way and say, you know, if the Yankees tell me to get vaccinated, you know, the Yankees, it's the fucking Yankees. It's not the Kansas City Royals. But what the heck do I know? We'll see in September if he is able to play when we go up to Toronto. Scotty, what are your thoughts on Mr. Benintendi? Sorry, he was just, he was there when I was a freshman in Boston. And I, if I had to pick a favorite sock, it was him. So glad that he's now with us. Um, honestly, I like that. This is something that we talked about. I think last uh, we touched we touched on last week. I think touched on it last about week. the idea yeah. of getting Benintendi, and why he kind of raised in our in our possibilities. And it's because we only have we have three games in September where we go up to Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's the only time we'll look at Toronto. Granted, if they go and they make the playoffs, and then not only do they make the playoffs, they're a wild card. We're Gonna say this like right now we're likely, very likely a top spot, but we'll see. I don't want to <laughs> jinx anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. Um, um, but something like that, they'd have to win the wild card, and then it's a five-game series. So then we'd play two games there. So in total, through whatever the eighty-plus games that we have now, the rest of the year, there's a possibility of five. Yeah. That. Benintendi won't be able to play in. I don't think that five would re- is really that valuable. I get I get two of them could be in the playoffs, but that's still a chance of a game. That's a chance of that happening. That's not even secure that that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll see how it all works out. But this acquisition also just puts Joey Gallo in the hot seat. Right, okay, so Timmy Lowe was pulled up when Giancarlo Stanton was put on the IL. Um, when they announced the trade and made it official, Timmy Lowe was then sent back to AAA, and Andrew Benintendi slid right in. However, Giancarlo Stanton is only on the 10-day IL. You're not going to bump out Matty Mustache. No. You're no. not going to send down Marwin Gonzalez because no, he's, he's an infield position player. Yeah. You're not going to send down Aaron Hicks because he's kind of started to hit the ball a little bit. Call me crazy. Who else is left? You're not going to send down Aaron going to win the freaking MVP judge. Who else? Oh, my God. Who else is there? Oh, oh. Mr. Joey Gallo. Mr. Start 160. Your days. Mr. 160. Count your day. I, uh, I saw a tweet today, and it was like, with the acquisition of Andrew Benintendi, you have to assume that Joey Gallo is on the hot seat when he eventually gets traded or DFA'd or whatever would happen. Um, does he go down as the worst Yankee of all time? I don't know. Who are you putting down there? I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who I'd put down there. But the thing is, like, like that's the, the only thing, though, is, is, is you're going based purely off of that 160 average. He has helped us a ton defensively. And he didn't I don't cost us any be, money. Exactly. I don't think he could be considered the worst just because I of that. I think performance-wise, I mean, you think about the Yankees, you think about offense. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I, I, I think there have been worse okay. in the past. Okay. Uh, it's also probably because it's topical, and since the team is doing so well, it's also so glaring how bad he's doing. Yeah. And the fact that he can do that bad and still be in the lineup. Yeah, no, that, that's so awesome. <laughs> um, so for Benintendi, we gave up three high-A prospects. One that was in our top 20? Yep. One was number 19, the other one was... 21, and then the other one wasn't ranked. So, I'm content with that. Um, I have a friend who's a Kansas City Royals fan. He said he's content with it, which, sure, if you want us to give you three nobodies for Andrew Benintendi, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, from what I've seen is most potential for these guys are probably three, four, five for the pitchers, like 
if they make it up their best potential is a three, four, or five yeah. in rotation, and then like a mid reliever. Yeah. That's really all I've been seeing about them. So it's not like we have a massive loss, especially with them being in high A and us having, I think, a relatively young group of relief pitchers mm-hmm. and it's coming up still. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt us a lot. And I think the biggest part about all of this is that was number 19 and number 21. We still have number 20. We still have number 18 all through even number five that are all willing we could still use out there just because we got Mr. Ben, my tendies does not mean we are we not are, done. We are not done. That means that we are nowhere. I don't think that, that that is any sign of us closing out on any trading. And I think that we are still a hot seat for a starting pitcher. What and if that we? starting pitcher is not named what, Scotty? Luis. And the last name Castillo. What's I'm the fucking be point? Not happy. Unless. Maybe unless, Montas? Unless it's Frankie Montas. I'll be a little more content with the Frankie Montas. We'll love but a like, Luis Castillo. Yeah. So, I, I think both of our lists are the same, right? Of all, we want Luis Castillo. We were talking about it last year. Last year, we weren't as into it because I don't think we... I think we kind of knew that it was going to be a, a long shot for us to win the whole thing last year. Um, Luis Castillo is, is the guy. You know, we, if we get a strong two behind Cole, we're set. You know? Yeah. Um, like, and that's, that's our big thing. So the big thing of why we need Castillo is we don't just need a strong two. We need a player who has been very good against good hitting. Exactly. You see with Cole, he can struggle every once in a while. Look, he's gone and like he did last year and absolutely go nine innings against the Astros, but could also give up two home runs to Rafael Devers. Can give up a three-hit game to Vladdy Jr. He can get lit up every once in a while. And Castillo, he went and he has shown that he is a he's, I mean, he's a very good pitcher. He's shown that he can play against that high-value offense. And never mind what that put us in. A, he could be a two, and then, you know, that, that puts a little less stress, I think, on Nestor. I think it takes stress off of the entire rotation. That, too. Cole doesn't have to carry as much. Nestor, Tyone, I think, I think a big thing, I was like, who's our other guy? A, a big thing, I, I think a big thing coming up now is being able to take pressure off of Nestor. I mean, this is a, a, a new situation for him, especially starting this many games, throwing yeah. this many innings. You know, he just it, be able to give him a little less stress, um, and, you, know, you know, take a little, take a little bit off of him. Um, continuing the year, especially saying we have yet to see him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Granted, we also have yet to see Castillo in the playoffs. But can you imagine your one, two, three? Ready? Derek Cole, Luis Castillo, Luis Severino. I'm sorry. Find me a team that's going to win all three of those games. Yeah. You're and not. That, that's our key. That's our key. We need to be able to have, because that's what makes a, a good team. That's what makes a good playoff team is we already That's have the offense. That's why the Astros offense. have been so good. We already have the offense. Uh, like you yeah. can look, you can look and say pitching wins it, but you've seen the Brewers. Pitching doesn't win it. Very good pitching with a very competent offense, and we already have a well comp, uh, competent offense. We just need that everyday pitching and competitive pitching in at least four straight games, three to four straight games of competitive pitching against other very competitive pitchers. And that's how you can make get success in the playoffs. Exactly. If you go Cole, Castillo, Severino, game four, you can go with literally any of Montgomery. You it, can go with it, Herman. I'd rather us not, but that's just a personal issue. You can go with Tyone. You can go with Cortez to mix up hard and soft. You know, like you just you got a lefty. You throw a lefty in there. That's a you lefty have then so, for Cortez. You have so many options by adding another power starting pitcher. Cameron Maybin phrased it the best. In that the Yankees need to find a strong number two that would be a number one anywhere else. Yes. And that's Castillo. Yeah. And, like, that's that's the thing is, is, as we're saying, most teams and most competitive playoff teams, like the Astros, the Dodgers, teams like that, they are the one, two, and three. Even last year, the Braves, they had freed Morin Anderson. One, two, three. Braves got to day four. They kind of faulted. And... That's just how it works. You can't really have a full five-day rotation of elite pitchers. You just need to be able to reach that day four, and then it's a, it's a kind of a different boat. But, you know, your both teams will be on the equal 
both. Exactly. Equal level of pitching. And like Scotty said, we if we're really saying that Dominguez, Volpe, and Peraza are all untouchable, and if you even want to toss in what's the other shortstop, Trey, what's his face? Ambergy? No, that no. guy's an outfielder. The I guy that we drafted so. last year. You said Trey, so I don't Yeah, I thought we had a, I thought the other shortstop's name was Trey. I might be wrong. But right, okay, let's actually just run with those three those three are untouchables, right? We're not even gonna count Wells. Right? So if you're one, two, and I are they one, two, three for us? What, Volpe Volpe, Peraza, Peraza. and Dominguez? I think so. Right? Okay, so we're gonna take our one, two, three out of it. We still have Four through 18 and 20 to offer for Castillo. Including there's Waldachuk. Waldachuk, Wesneski, Estevan Florial. Oh my God, Florial. Like you have. That's, and I want to say my my own. Miguel Andujar, you have Andujar. Here's the thing about Andujar. It's unlikely that we're going to trade for Andujar ever is just because he's on a one-year contract. So you're going to be, why, why would you trade for him if you're not going to use him as a team? It's not like you're going to use him to, to make a playoff push. So you just wait the rest of the season and then you pick him up in free agency. Yeah. And Duhar, we waited a little too long. Now he's, now he's just on contract. He's out of his rookie contract. And that's why Floreal, I think Floreal is a great person to put out there. He's 24 years old. He's still on his rookie contract. He's shown that he can play at an MLB level. Yep. He is doing extremely good. In AAA so far, he is, I, I think this is, this is his career AAA, 288 average, 28 stolen bases. This might even be, no, this is this year. I'm staying corrected. That is this year. 28 stolen bases, 288 average in AAA. You look at same person. This is my four. I have four players for Luis Castillo. Number Scotty's, two, Scotty's got the package. I, I got this. I got this set up. Number two, I think it's JP Sears. I think JP Sears is a great one. He, again, young. He has shown that he can go both in the bullpen and in the starting spot. And he's done fantastic in both. Through 22 innings, he has a 2.05 ERA. Great. That is great. He's shown great potential. Yeah. Look, I really like him, but for Luis Castillo, I'm I like right. Luis Castillo a, a little, little bit better. Um, I throw in Hayden Wisniewski. Um, in AAA so far this year, is a 3.47 ERA through 61 games. And in the same space – or no, this isn't this year again. I think this is career. I keep forgetting which ones I did career and which ones I did this year for. I, I didn't write it down very well. Um, 3.47 ERA, 61 games played, 43 of them have started. Very yes. similar situation to a J.P. Sears. Can start, can be in the pen, can just flex around wherever is needed – especially for the Reds, who are in a recovery state. And that's kind of the thing I go back with Esteban Floreal. They need Esteban Floreal. He's a rookie contract. Pair flow with Jonathan India? <laughs> that is some speed. Yeah. That is speed. And, and the thing about the Reds' outfield is all of them are on one-year contracts. Every single one of their starters right now is on a one-year contract. Uh-huh. There's, there's things of Tommy Fan getting traded. I hate Tommy Fan. Um, but there's there's things of him getting traded. But you know, if you give them an outfield who's an MLB ready player and they barely have to pay, yeah, that, that's gonna be that's a great that's a great look for them. My third one is Carlos Espinal. Um, he's split Double A AA and Triple A this year um, with a 2.53 ERA through 46 and a third innings and 47 Ks. He's a reliever. He's looking good. I think that that's that's a good opportunity. Somebody that we're really not gonna use a ton. I don't see, especially if we're just bringing him up from double to triple A, I don't really see us using him and all that urgent to yeah. use him. I think he'd be willing to give away. And, and the thing about the Reds is that they do not have many players, there are many prospects that are above a single A level. Mm-hmm. They have like, I think, five of their top 10, or not even five of their top 10. I think it's maybe four or three of their top 10 prospects are double A AA or triple A. So we give them a few prospects. You're like, hey, you can kind of urge to the game a little bit more. You don't have to go and have a whole rookie squad in yeah. four years from now. I think that that's a great opportunity for us. And we get, you know, we, you know, we we get Castillo with his, I think he's like a two seven seven ERA this year or something like that. I couldn't come up with a better package than you just did. You did it like that. Even if you want to, like I don't even give them all the truck. If you really need to sell it. If you really, really need another piece, but other than that, I'm I'm holding the wall to Chuck until they come back and say we need more. I'm not starting including wall to Chuck in that package that you just made. Yeah, but if they say we need more, 
toss Kenny Chuck in there. I think I think the situation with that, if they're like, we need more, then I think we take one pitcher out and put Walton Chuck in. You would switch a pitcher for the I think we switch a pitcher out. I think I switch the pitcher out because Walton Chuck has more has a ton of value. Yeah. And so you take one of them with a little less value out, and then you kind of give him Chuck. Yeah, you're not overvaluing. I don't think. I think I think that's the toss. Also, toss in Joey Gallo just to get rid of him. Just, just, just toss just him. I'm pretty sure. Him. I'm pretty sure they make it be less likely for them to get it if we throw Joey Gallo. Sneak in. him in the luggage. <laughs> Put him in the fine print. Um, but I think that that is that's got to be the Yankee move this year. And I think that that was part of the issue last year. And I might just also be forgetting last year's trade deadline is I don't think that we had a specific, like we were like, we need this. We were like, oh, we could use starting pitching, but we also could use this and could you. Right now, the only thing that we need, starting pitching. Maybe another in the dark, like Clay Holmes pickup for the bullpen. Yeah, just go and grab another pitcher from the Pirates. Yeah. When in doubt, just, just why not? <laughs> when in doubt, get a Pirates pitcher. Um, but the, that is our move for this offseason. It's not Soto. It's not Shohei. It's Castillo. Yes, 100%. And for once, I kind of have faith. And not, not that Montas is not good, but I think that it would be settling. It would be settling to not try to be competitive with the rest of the teams to get Castillo. Yeah. And I don't want to fucking settle no. with the Yankees. No. Go so, Castillo. If that doesn't happen um, by our next episode, done. I'm going to Yankee Stadium myself. And I'm... We're ow. An email. I'm making it happen. I'm sending an email? I'm sending an email. Oh, I'm sending a strongly worded email to my florist. <laughs> um... There haven't really been any other big trades. No. If we want to do a quick Soto update, the leading locations for, in case you're wondering, the Yankees have now backed out of the Soto conversation because you know there'd be no fucking room for him. Um, the leading landing spot for Soto that I saw is San Diego. Yeah, I think the top two out there are San Diego and um, St. Louis. If he goes to San Diego. That team has absolutely no right to be as bad as they have been. Because Tatis took batting practice on the field the other day, so he's on his way back. The question is, where is Tatis going to play? Is Tatis going short, or is he going to go to the outfield? Because I know they're, they're, they're testing with it, with him potentially in the outfield. I know he took some reps in the outfield. I don't know if it was in the outfield just to be in the outfield, or if it was serious or not. Who's playing shortstop for them right now? Um, Hassan Kim. He's doing all right. I mean, he's, these are bottom batter, and he's like eight for them. I I think I think the Padres are going to put him back at short. That's their guy. I think they should, but I mean, it's a, it's the error issue. Yeah, but the left side of your infield being Tatis and Machado, <laughs> just a media dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so if Soto go if Soto goes to the Padres, I don't know how. The standings are currently in the NL West, so I don't want to say that it would help the Padres make the playoffs this year. It's uh, quite similar to the AL East. The Dodgers are that far ahead? Yeah. The Dodgers actually have the best record in baseball. Because we lost last night? Mm-hmm. They currently have, I think, one more win than us, or half a, half a game ahead of us, something like that. They're like two games behind us, actually. Um. The yeah. The Dodgers are sixty-five and thirty-two. The six-seventy win percentage. Oh wait. Yeah. We have a six-six-seven. So they. Are. Um. So I think that if if he ends up on the Padres, the NLS is going to look very different next year. I don't think it will have um, any effect on this year, but I think I mean, it they're, can they're affect them next year. Second place right now for the wild card. Huh? They're in. They're the second team in the wild card right now, so they make the playoffs. Interesting. 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 Um, but Scotty, you don't think the Nats are going to trade him at all? I think I. I mean, I think the Nats are going to be the most picky team out there. I think yeah. that they are going to go and get exactly what they want, and they have no reason to not get exactly what they want. The thing because, is, you would think at that point it wouldn't be like an open calling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's it's like they're they're sitting there and they're like, "Give us your best offer." 
And if, if we don't think it's enough, we'll happily decline it because they're in no rush to, to give out Soto. So whoever yeah. gets Soto has two and a half years of him. So if they don't trade him this year, then they can wait till next year and they might lose two prospects or something like that. Like they still have full control over Soto. Yeah. And it's not like they're like, oh, no, if we don't trade him right now, we lose him. They just kind of are like they can wait for, for what they think is right, and they don't have to be like, ah, you know, we really need just something now. The deadline's coming up. Let's just throw something out there. They could just be like, all right, let's wait out, and then, oh, darn, we didn't get the offer we wanted. We'll wait till next year. It's not yeah, going anywhere. So I think that this is either – it's either going to be something that's resolved within the next week and a half or it's something that we're not going to touch the rest of the year. Yeah. It's one way or the other. Um, and I'm interested, but I'm also not because the Yankees are no longer involved and I didn't want to have to explain to one more person that I would rather put my money in Aaron Judge because I know it sounds crazy, you know, turning a generational talent down like Juan Soto, but the cost of destroying everything that I, like we've been telling ourselves for how long we're like, okay, we're holding on to our prospects for a reason, you know? We signed IKF because we need just one more year. Like, this is the reason we didn't go after, like, this shortstop class this year is because we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then if we had given up Peraza and Volpe and Dominguez or one of them or two of them or whatever, it would have felt like a failure, like, last offseason and not signing a Correa or a Story or a Simeon or (laughs) any of the other ones would have been, like, a waste. So I am content with him not being a Yankee. Yeah, and exactly that. It's not like it's a, oh, I want, I think, judges better than Soto or something like that. It's just the cost for Soto too much. is way too much. Like I, I, I'd rather spend the money on judge than spend the prospects on Soto. And I understand why the Nats are asking that much. I don't think their asking price is ridiculous. It's just not a price that the Yankees should approach. Yes. I think it's completely fair for the Nationals to be like, hi, we have zero farm system, but the best player in baseball, Trey. Give us us your farm system. (laughs) Like, that's that's a fair thing to ask, but not for the Yankees. Um, do you have any other trade stuff you want to talk about? Um, not really trade stuff, no. I um, think we should talk about how those O's are, uh, not in last place in the American League East because O's. the Red Sox have forgotten how to play baseball. Yeah, um, so in one series against the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays scored 40 runs. Including 11 Sox. in one inning. Yes. And what was it, 26 total in that game? 28. 28. 2-5. Yes. It I was, also it was, it was I some, also got lit up it was in the group chat lit. that day. I don't know how I had anything to do with it. <laughs> I think my that that was just like painful to see. It was it was because it wasn't it wasn't just them getting hit. They did it to themselves. It wasn't like oh they're just you know the Blue Jays had offense going. It was. It was, I don't know how to catch a pop fly. I don't know how to catch a pop fly. I don't know what to do with this grounder coming at me. I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do there. It just, it, do they not take reps in their own stadium? I would, the next off day, I would have them there at 8.30 p.m. so that it's dark out with the lights on and we're practicing fly balls. Hell, I'd have them there at 4.30 a.m. That I was going to say, maybe we should just do it in the morning. Same idea. Sun's just in a different direction. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was an Evoldi start, which is already embarrassing. Because those are, like, the one games that the Red Sox are supposed to win, is Evoldi games. He gave up six before getting pulled in the third. Tough look for the Sox, who are now in last place in the AL East. Who'd have thought? And the O's, the O's. Oh, baby! Three games back from oh, the wild card. Baby. Three games back from the wild card right now. So here's a here's the wild card standings for everybody who wants to know. With their absolute demolition of the Sox, Toronto is now a game and a half on top of the wild card. The Seattle Mariners are just behind them at a game above, and Tampa Bay is currently the leading or like the last wild card spot, sitting at fifty. Uh, sorry, fifty three and forty six. 
the Cleveland Guardians are behind them at 15-47, and then the Baltimore Orioles behind them at 50-49. So, the Orioles creeping up. Creeping up. Still better than the White Sox, though. Um, On the Guardian, they are subtly, not overly, but are open to the idea of shopping Shane Bieber. Which is crazy. Send him to the Red Sox so we can score 700 runs off of him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolute blow up in Boston is the only way to put it. It is, it's crazy. And you know what? Let's go O's. That's all I can say. Let's go O's. Let's go O's. Hitting hitting inside the park Grand Slams. Oh, that was the Blue Jays. No, the Trey no, Mancini's, no, not Grand Slam. It was just inside the park. Home the Mancini's run. was just a home run. Let's 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 chill out. <laughs> um, what else has gone on in baseball? Um, we saw a few records, a few records get get a little broken here. Get, get, not records, not broken. records get broken, but some milestones. Paul Goldschmidt had his one thousandth career RBI. Had a boy, Goldie. Along with that, Mookie Betts hit his two hundredth career home run. You know what blows my mind is what? he had a crap cracked rib like three weeks ago and then was just fine yeah he just you know just if he was a yankee we wouldn't see him for another three years <laughs> yeah <laughs> um wait wait wasn't he wasn't benintendi part of no it was no it was verdugo and it was downs Dugo and Downs was that trade which oh. i still well i still think is funny about the the benintendi trade is how upset Red Sox fans are as if Yankee fans did it intentionally just Dude, to, just to mess with Red Sox. But like, fans. also, I can't get over like, like, just the general heartbreak. People are like, I cannot. Like, I love it's Andrew. It's been ben like two and a half years. I can't believe that he is a, like. I. It's been two and a half years. Like you haven't I had can't him. Even, like list the amount other than Didi Gregorius. I can't think of a single like ex-Yankee that I would just be like heartbroken if they went to the Sox. Maybe Tyler Wade. But that's but not I think, because I think, that's not because of his ability to play baseball. But I think there's also a big difference between what he does like it, where the trade is from. Actually, actually, I think I think I understand. Okay. I wouldn't be heartbroken if Otto, well, I would. I can't be heartbroken if Ottavino does it because Ottavino was a Sox. But I don't like the nightmare. <laughs> yeah, he's he's his own world. Um, but like, there's yeah, no, exactly that. I don't think there's anybody that like we would we would get rid of that I'd then be absolutely destroyed if they so go to the Sox. This is my thought process. All right, so the Red Sox fans are very emotionally connected to that 2018. We cheated to get the World Series World Series title, and the outfield then was Benintendi, Benintendi, and Mookie, JBJ. and JBJ, and they loved the three of them. The thing is, I think that next year they lost Mookie. Yep, JBJ. They lost I JBJ. Think. Yep, and then they had one more year of Ben Tendi. Yeah. So I'm think, but, but but I was gonna say it's because like they're holding on to like the World Series, but like they still have JD. They still have Bogarts. They still have Devers. It's the emotional reaction, and it's not like it was. If it, it was. If Boston traded with the Yankees to give the Yankees Benintendi, fully understand, right? That's an interdivisional trade that is with a, a guy you love. Guys, the Red Sox weren't fucking involved. Yeah, exactly. Like, like <laughs> he's so far removed from thinking about the Red Sox. It's not like it's been that. Yeah, it's not like it's been that big of a deal. Do we go back to Fenway this year? Because oh my, oh my God, they'll lose it. Um, I do not. I think so. I feel like we do. Maybe one more I think, time I think in we September. Go, yeah, I think we have because I'm pretty sure we have at least two more series against the Red Sox. Yeah, and I'd assume one is home, one is away. Yeah. All right, but let's it, look. The we are wow already. Fuck it, August thirteenth. Oh wow, we're in there. Oh God, <laughs> they're gonna have like a memorial service. <laughs> Hey, remember when you were here three three years ago? It's, oh, we go back there again. Oh, we play in September thirteenth, September thirteenth. We play them twice there, and then they come here. God, I hope he hits a home run. It's I. I'm like genuinely trying to think of a player that if they left, went to another team, and then went to the Red Sox, that I would be like, I can't believe it. But I. Can't. I don't think I'd ever be like that for a guy. 
I like I I I Okay, okay guys. I know you're just looking for literally anything at this point. But relax. Anyway. Have you got anything else? Um yeah, so another milestone, little milestone. Oh, so is... how did we get off on that tangent? Oh, Mookie. Oh uh, yeah. Mookie. Um Mr. Snicker for the Braves had his 500th career win as a manager. God, I love the Braves. So congrats to him. Good job, Mr. Snitker. Um, we also saw the Oakland Athletics sweep the Houston Astros. What? Yeah. Where was I? It just literally just happened. About, uh, <laughs> yesterday was the third game of the series. Um, yeah, they uh, swept the Astros. Um, God, I love when the little guys win. Um, we also saw uh, Dallas Keuchel. Oh my God! Got signed by the Rangers and put on a minor league deal. deal. That guy's still grabbing for something. He just went down and down and down. He went from the White Sox, the White Sox who were already having a shitty year, DFA'd him. He went to the the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks DFA'd him. He's on the Rangers minor league team now. Getting DFA'd by the Arizona Diamondbacks is embarrassing. Should be rock bottom. (laughs) It should be. And at that point, you should say, I'm just going to continue to get paid, and I'm going to go sit by the fucking pool with my wife. I don't understand the logic of let me keep on trying, and now I'm, I'm in, like, I don't know. I've, call me, like, maybe a little egotistical, but, like, I'd be a little embarrassed to go from being Dallas Keuchel, Major League, Dallas Keuchel, Cy Young winner in, like, 2017 yeah, or something like that. To Dallas Keuchel, minor leaguer. Yeah. That's not the Ochigo minor leaguer, then Cy Young winner, not minor leaguer, Cy Young winner, minor leaguer. Yeah. Retire. Um, it's okay. In my final little news, and this is quite sad news, Mike Trout diagnosed with a, quote, rare back condition. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious and have a bit of a conspiracy. Oh, God. So... <laughs> I'm a big fan of conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, so as we know, Mike Trout has been suffering from some back spasms earlier this month before the All-Star break. He went on the IL for it. Um, and I consulted someone who I know who has had back surgery. And apparently, back spasms are in a reaction to a slipped disc and, um, you know, a required back surgery and procedure. My theory is because how, just explain to me, how does Mike Trout play 20 something years of baseball and never realize he had and live 27 whatever years of life and never realize that he has this quote rare back disorder? If that's the word to use. Um, so my current theory that will never be able to get proven because of the thing that they're trying to cover up is that Mike Trout has a slip disc and he's going to need back surgery. And the thought of telling the entire baseball world that the best player in the league needs back surgery would probably turn off Angels fans would probably turn off baseball fans from ever watching an Angels game because oh my god the best player in baseball is getting back surgery because to me I don't know about you obviously a Tommy John surgery is not something that an everyday person needs to bother with right I just feel like a back surgery really has a lot of weight to it well especially in baseball I mean the back is everything exactly exactly so I think that he's going to require a surgery and that, and that can take two years, three, two That can take years a lot of years to rehab, and it's going to take a lot of years off of a career. So, I think, I personally think that this rare back situation is a slight cover-up of a larger issue. We'll see if he plays this year. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I don't... I don't want to say this and want to be right in that way of my conspiracy theory. I just think marketing-wise, if that was an issue that Mike Trout was going to have to face, saying that Mike Trout, who's supposed to be like, obviously this hasn't been helpful, but he's supposed to be like this untouchable, like perfect athlete, 
has to get back surgery is not really, I think, what Major League Baseball is looking to do. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that we see him in a week, you know, getting pissed off that the Angels suck on the field again. <laughs> but I don't know. This just this just seemed fishy to me. Yeah. Because if he was not a baseball player, would he have found this out? Probably earlier. You think you found out earlier, or do you think it wouldn't have been an issue? Might even found, I don't know. Depends. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know I don't his lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he does in his free time. He watches the Eagles. That's all I know. As a kid, all right? It's like, it's like the only two things. <laughs> um, oh, that's all I'm saying, is I'm, I'm a little, little curious about the situation. But we'll see. Hopefully, again, I want to continue saying this. Hopefully, I am wrong. I want to be wrong here. The issue is that I am one of the greatest baseball minds of the decade, so gonna be tough. Oh, also, fun little thing. I just saw this because I just ta- I just saw a thing about a guy that got drafted. Um, Drew Jones in his first practice with the Arizona Diamondbacks hurt himself. Yes, he did. He will require doesn't mean shoulder anything. surgery. And I say doesn't really mean much because he's he's eighteen and getting shoulder surgery at eighteen. I mean, it's like nothing. Not gonna really, I don't as long as they really don't change. do what the Mets do and like not sign, sign him, because him because of this. No, no, they already signed him and he was at his first practice with the team that he Perfect. did it. Perfect. Just the thought it was a it was a fun it was a very diamondback thing to happen. Such a diamondback thing. Um, do you have anything else? I do not have anything else. You know, neither do I, Scotty. Ain't that crazy? Lu- Luis Castillo leads off. <laughs> Luis Castillo leads off for the Yankees tonight. God, I love that would be interesting. Andrew Benatendi leads off against the Yankees tonight as we play the Kansas City Royals. Hopefully, we can report back next week with a new trade and some success from Mr. Benintendi. I keep on wanting to say Castillo. But until then, Maybe you can follow week, us on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast to see any trades, any theories, any anything that we have. Um, if you could like and share and do whatever you can with this podcast interact with it that would be great because that's very nice of you i don't know where i was going with that um <laughs> for scotty i am lexi and this has been the pinstripe podcast bye <laughs>